Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. Do you know it? Do you know it? Do you have the confidence in it? Come hell or high water, Christ is on his throne. Come hell or high water in this world, come hell or high water in your personal lives, Jesus is still on the throne. We need to get it, guys. We need to get it. We need to be so uh, consumed and contagious with knowing it that we need to be able to walk these streets and not walk in fear, not walk in depression or despair, but walk in the triumph of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, Lord, thank you so much that we can come together this morning and worship you collectively. Lord, what a beautiful sound that is to my ears. And I believe when your church comes together and worships together, the angels join in. All that are around the throne join in. And we, together with the supernatural, come before you and we offer you our hearts. We offer you our lives. We offer you our tools, our talents. Lord God, we offer you us. Lord God, what better thing may we give you than us? We are in service to you. You are our Lord and Savior. And with that comes provision and protection, Lord God. But also with that comes an assignment and an adventure. Lord God, help us to stand against the darkness. No, Lord, not to stand against it, but to overtake it. Because your word says, even the gates of hell will not prevail against the glory of the Lord. So today, Jesus, Jesus, we proclaim your name. Not only on this building, not only on our property, we proclaim your name in this community. Yours is the name forever and ever. Lord, have your way in here this morning. Lord God, open up our hearts, open up our ears. Lead us in your way of compassion, mercy, grace. Grant to us your wisdom. And Lord God, help us to take steps that lead closer and closer to the person of Jesus. Holy Spirit, once again I ask, you don't let anybody leave today the same way that they walked in. Lord God, touch us, change us, convict us. Allow us to leave our baggage at the altar and pick up your love and your goodness. We pray this in the mighty name of our King and Savior, Jesus Christ, the name that is above all names. And everyone shout it out. Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you, worship team. I'll call you up later. Maybe, probably, for sure. All right, let's get the kids gone. Let them go. That's the best way to get them gone, right? Remember last week, if you guys were here last week, if you weren't here last week, you missed a good message. Um, but if you were here last week, you know I ran through an announcement super quick. That's not what I'm going to do today, because we got lots of announcements today, so bear with me, but I'll, I'll try to go quick. Um, first announcement. What did I? 
What's the first slide? I think I have a minute. Oh, yes. Wednesday night stuff. Wednesday night classes. Youth, kids, and adults. It's starting on September 7th. Now, I have to ask you guys this. In the past, we've done a Wednesday night meal before classes. We need to know how many people are interested in that, but even more so, how many people are interested in helping with that. Because we've, had, we've got some people moving away and other people that aren't going to be able to help. So if, if we need people to come in and fill those slots to help out. Um, because if we're going to do it, we've got to do it right, and we can't let it all fall on one or two people. Amen? If you're interested in helping with the meal, I'm going to ask you guys to talk to the Badgers, especially Sandy Badger. Um, we'll probably have a sign-up just to get an idea um, if we're going to do the meals. Regardless of the meals, we're going to do the classes. And the slide will tell you um, there'll be, actually, there'll be five different classes. One of them's only for the, the um, week of Easter. But all of this is in the app and the weekly newsletter. So make sure you're signed up for those things. And then on, so that's September 7th. And then September 9th is the Bridge Builders Barbecue and Outdoor Movie. It's, I don't even know what movie it is yet, but I don't know. It, it'll be a good movie. It always is. Um, so mark your calendars for that. That's always fun. Last year, we got a little bit of rain, if you remembered, and then we all piled in here and finished the movie in here, and it, it smelled like rainy dampness, not in a good way. But it was fun. It was good. We still had all the popcorn, the barbecue went off. This is a great thing to invite your neighbors and your friends to, so mark that down. Friday, September 9th, barbecue starts at 6.30, and the movie starts at 8 p.m. when it's mostly dark. You guys are coming to that, right? Yeah. You guys don't have a choice. You have to come. And then September 19th is the men's ministry barbecue kickoff. Just for you men. See, we always do all these things for ladies, and I have to get up here and gotta say, ladies, you can all come to this, but guys, you can't. Roll reversal, guys. It's a barbecue. It'll be fun. September 19th, I'm not super sure on the time, but I'm thinking it's probably 6 o'clock. It'll probably be over at the office complex, depending on how many people come, but it's going to be a good time. There's some shifting, some changing going on with the men's ministry. It's going to be awesome. How many of you just like to eat, though? Yeah. I like to eat. I'm coming to eat. And then I'm going to hang around and listen to um, let's see, and then lastly, September 25th, we're starting something new here on September 25th. No, go to the one right before that. Last Sundays, it's called Last Sundays. I have noticed over the past, our church loves potlucks. My goodness, last Sunday after church, we, had, we were celebrating Mike and Gail, but it was a potluck. We were packed, like... Like, we were running out of chairs. Our church loves potlucks. So what we're going to start, it's called Last Sundays. Instead of trying to remember, hey, when are we having a potluck or anything, we're having a potluck the last Sunday of every month. Okay? We're just laying that out right now. So if you can read a calendar, you can say, oh, I should come to church on the last Sunday because then I can stay and eat. 
whatever will get you to church. But last Sundays, um, everybody brings a main and a, and a, or a, let's see, bring a main dish and a side or a dessert. We always have lots of really good food. So put that mental note, that one. You don't have to put it on the calendar. Last Sundays. For the first last Sunday, September 25th, after the potluck, we're going to be showing the movie the most reluctant convert. It's the untold story of C.S. Lewis. Anybody ever hear of C.S. Lewis? I've heard of him. Um, it's going to be a great movie. So we've got two movies coming up. We got barbecues coming up. We got all sorts of fellowship things coming up. If you say, "Boy, that bridge assembly, it's so hard to connect there," that's your own fault. <laughs> that ain't our fault. We open it up, and we love connection. That's our mission statement. Connect with God, connect with others, connect others with God, right? It all happens on Sunday mornings. It happens on barbecues, potlucks, movie night, all of that stuff. So please plan to attend that. And then finally, um, we're, we're winding down the, the prayer walks, right? So we've tried to saturate our community over the summer, and we need to finish up with the rest of the schools, um, before they start. So this week, we got a few that need prayer. So Jefferson Elementary, Hawthorne Elementary, Rossiter Elementary, Smith Elementary, and Kessler Elementary all need prayer. If you guys can hit, if you're by one of those schools, hit it. Prayer walk it. Walk around it. Pray for it. If you're not, remember those and pray for them this week. And then we'll just keep going from there. This summer has been a great time of prayer walking this community, but we don't want to leave any of, especially the schools, out. Amen? Amen. Amen. I think that's most of the announcements. Of course, the app has it all. You, oh, I got, no, I'll finish with that one, Gail. Thank you. But the app has it all. Um, download the Church Center app. Select Bridge. If you're here right now doing it, it'll say select the nearest church. Should be bridge, I hope. And then you verify, and it's, it's awesome. It has the bulletin. It's got the calendar. It's got, it's got everything on it. You can give through it. So get on that, and you will know what's going on. And if you're not signed up for the Thursday emails, holler at Amy. Give her your email address, and she'll get you plugged into that. Lastly, backpacks. Backpacks are due today for the backpack outreach but it seems like we have 16 backpacks out. Oh. Blame it on Jimmy. I would totally accept that. No, I know Jimmy wouldn't have forgotten. So what I need, if you have any backpacks out, 16 of them. Maybe some came in because some people are late to church. But we need all those back by the very latest. We need them back by next Sunday. But if you can get them back before that, Please get them back. Um, awesome outreach. People are waiting for them backpack. So remember the, the handwritten letter and prayer, and then each backpack will have a, a Gideon's Bible in it. Um, we'll have that encouragement and all of that. It'll be a great thing. Amen? Amen. Well, you'll just, if you can drop them off here, just make sure I'm here. When am I here? I don't know. <laughs> Text me. I'll be like, yeah, I'm here. And if it's around noon, you can take me out to lunch. <laughs> right? That's a, called a shameless plug, I think. Uh, 
guys want a bold pastor, right? He's speaking the truth now. Um, four ways to give. You can give online at Bridge Helena. Text to give, 84321, giving box. You can send it through the mail. Of course, you can get through the online giving through our app. We will be taking a love offering at the end for Teen Challenge today. Um, we'll put a basket out in the back, but if you want to just do it all at once on the computer, you can designate, say, hey, I want this much to go to Teen Challenge, and then we can let Mel finagle that and, and do all of those things. All right, we're ready to roll, right? I just want to do another plug for next Sunday. So God's been working on me, and he, he laid out this really great message. I don't know how many weeks it'll take. It's, it's, it's going to be entitled, It's Time to Axe. A Acts, A-C-T-S, like the book of Acts, right? It's time to Acts. Um, we're going to look at eight principles out of the book of Acts that's relevant for us today in our day and age. And I thought, boy, this is cool, God. I love it when you plan things out. And then, then Thursday morning, he completely interrupted all of that. And he gave me a message for next week that... I believe he was just flashing the sign, urgent, urgent, urgent. So I believe next week um, I'll be sharing a very urgent message for the days that we're living in right now, the community that we're living in right now. So be here next Sunday. Invite people. If, if you got people and they're like, man, I want a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, invite them next week, and they're going to get two barrel loads of that. And yeah. So please be here. Without further ado, I want to introduce Jamie. She is the director of the Missoula Teen Challenge, and she's going to take it away. Wow, you guys have an amazing church here. The spirit is just thick in this building. We drove over from Missoula this morning, and on our drive over, I was praying, and I was just kind of just sitting with the Lord, and as we pulled into your parking lot, you can feel it. Well done, Bridge Assembly. My goodness, that's amazing. Um, we travel around and we go to several churches, and there was something different here this morning. So I applaud you, Pastor Jason and Amy, and the team here at Bridge Assembly, and I just, I thank you for welcoming us in. As Pastor Jason said, my name is Jamie Rindall. I am the director of Adult and Teen Challenge. It is our women's campus in Missoula. Um, we have a men's campus in Billings, and we are one of 11 in the Pacific Northwest region. And uh, we have a beautiful center there in Missoula, and what we do is we put hope within reach. And I'd love to sit up here and tell you all about it, but it's not about me. It's about the women whose lives are being drastically changed by the Lord's goodness and what he's doing. And, and that comes with partners such as yourself. And so I just am, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited. And uh, the last Sunday of every month, we need to make a trip to Helena for a potluck. Because I mean, come on now, who doesn't love potlucks? I, I love churches that just are family. Like you, you guys are family here and you can feel it. And it is fellowship. And you're right. I mean, if somebody isn't getting connected here, you're missing it. And um, if I lived in Helena, I'd come to Bridge Assembly. I swear this has just been amazing. So like I said, you guys, you can feel it that you are family and that the Lord is at the center of that. And so what I would like to do is I'm going to ask our women to come up on stage with me so we don't mess with your sound system here. Because in order for us to be family, you need to know who we are. So 
Ladies, come on up. They didn't know I was going to ask them to do this, but I'm a sound person and I know how much it messes with microphones as you step out in front of the speakers. I promise I'll never do that to you. So what I'm going to ask these women to do is I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves and tell you how long they've been in the program because it's important for you to know us. We will no longer be strangers. We will be family in the house of the Lord. So I'm going to start over here on this side. Hi, guys. My name is Melody. I completed the program in July, and now I'm an intern. Hello, I'm Emily. Um, I also completed the program, and I'm also an intern. Hi, my name is Delori, and I've been here for eight months. Hi, my name is Tiana, and I've been here for nine months. My name is Cecilia, and I've been here for six months. My name is Stephanie. I complete the program tomorrow, and... And I begin um, an internship. I'm Janelle, and I've been here seven months. I'm Melody, and I've been here ten months. I'm Lou, and I've been here eleven months. I'm Christine, and I've been here two and a half weeks. My name is Scarlett, and I've been here for 19 days. Hi, I'm Peggy. I've been here for five and a half months. Hi, I'm Rebecca, and I've been here one month. Hi, my name is Chevy, and I've been here four months. This is my family. We are no longer strangers in the house of the Lord. Thanks, lady. You guys can sit down. Miss Joanne, can you come here? There's a special lady that didn't get to introduce herself because she actually is going to take the microphone next. I'm Joanne. Um, I completed the program in 2021, and I just completed an internship, which is another year. And now I get the opportunity to work as the outreach coordinator for this ministry. I can honestly say that this ministry works. It's hard, but it works. I've done it, and it has changed my life. Yeah. So. I'm going to start with a joke today. So, this is a lesson to be learned from typing the wrong email address. A Minneapolis couple decided to go to Florida to thaw out during a particularly icy winter. They planned to stay at the same hotel where they spent their honeymoon 20 years, years earlier. Because of hectic schedules, it was difficult to coordinate their travel schedules. So the husband left Minnesota, flew to Florida on Thursday, with his wife flying down the following day. The husband checked into the hotel. There was a computer in his room, so he decided to send an email to his wife. However, he accidentally left out one letter in her email address and without realizing his heir sent the email. Meanwhile, somewhere in Houston, a widow just returned home from her husband's funeral. He was a minister who was called home to glory following a heart attack. The widow decided to check her email, expecting messages from relatives and friends. After reading the first message, she screamed and fainted. The widow's son rushed into the room, found his mother on the floor, and saw the computer screen, which read, To my loving wife, I've arrived. I know you're surprised to hear from me. They have computers here now, and you are allowed to send emails to your loved ones. I've just arrived and have been checked in. 
I've seen that everything has been prepared for your arrival tomorrow. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you then. Hope your journey is uneventful as mine was. P.S. It sure is hot down here. <laughs> In the amount of time that it took me to tell that joke, one person in the United States died from addiction and ate by the end of this service. 22,800 was lost in the state of Montana to drug abuse and 1.8 million by the end of this service. And worldwide, a staggering 1.5 million was spent on illegal drugs. 37 million by the end of this service. These numbers don't include the side effects of drug abuse like broken marriages, broken families, abused children, loss of public resources, and so on. The cost of addiction is high. But we are here today to talk about a God that is bigger than all of this. A God who, when called on, is willing to heal and restore everyone who has been hurt by drug abuse. The world says that once an addict, always an addict. Teen Challenge stands on 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now in the light of your co-inclusion in his death and resurrection, whoever you thought you were before, in Christ you are a brand new person. The old ways of seeing yourself and everyone else are over. Acquaint yourself with the new. I for many years lived in a tent behind a trap house. I was a heroin addict. I was wanted by the law. I broke every law. Um, I ran for a lot of years. In fact, when I came through the doors of Teen Challenge, I had four warrants out for my arrest and I was looking at three years in prison. I ended up doing 60 days and it was the best 60 days of my life. I got to go into jail when uh, there was no NAAA, no church. I had been saved through the help of the staff at Teen Challenge. They never gave up on me. No matter how hard I pushed, they helped me. And I got to share my story with broken, broken people who had no hope in jail. So. Yeah, jail isn't the worst place in the world. It was inside of me, and the Lord took that from me. The truth says in this verse that we become new in relationship with Jesus. Currently, we live in a world full of chaos with people demanding all kinds of different things to make things right. If only they would take the step towards relationship with Jesus, I think all of those points of demand would begin to not matter anymore. Today we are here through testimony to talk about what a relationship with the Lord can do. The people you will hear from and those in the group have come through dark into the light and are here to share with you today. I would like to relate to today's presentation, presentation to this verse, 2 Timothy 1.7. Become fully acquainted with his gift in you. There is nothing timid about it. The dynamic of one mind liberated in the spirit of love is fearless and unstoppable. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, this, these women would not be able to share with you today. We have Miss Melody Savage coming up to give us her testimony. 
Okay. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Melody, and I have written this testimony by the unfailing love of God through Jesus Christ's sacrifice that made this possible. I was born September 9, 1992, nine days late at 9.59 p.m. to my mom, Bonnie. She and her boyfriend struggled to take care of me. I was taken away two times for suspected neglect. I went to Watson's Children's Shelter a couple of times. Um, uh, um, and a foster home. Then I was placed with my adoptive mom, Celia, at age three. I was severely abused by my adoptive mom. She sent me away to, she sent me away as soon as I turned 16 years old to group homes. I became very suicidal and began cutting myself. I had to go to adolescent lockdown facilities for those issues. I aged out of the adolescent group homes, so I was sent to an adult group home. I realized Celia wasn't taking me back. I started getting into the Ouija board, and I would watch horror movies all day long. Then, after a few months, I found myself abused by two older men, and I decided to kill myself. I was successful, but the paramedics brought me back to life. I was, sent, I was then sent to Warm Springs after two blood transfusions in the hospital. I continued to hurt myself out of rage and hate I had inside of me. After 11 months in the state hospital, I moved to Butte and lived with my real mom, Bonnie. This is when I started getting high with my mom and her boyfriend at the time, and she introduced me to Tim. I was sexually abused by Tim for five years. He was all I knew. I spent a lot of time alone, surrounded by evil spirits and demons. I would catch them on camera. I prayed to Satan and invoked demons. Everywhere I went became haunted by them. I, I finally went to drug treatment, MCDC, and they sent me to Missoula. I had always wanted to live in Missoula. I went to an adult mental health group home. I started relapsing after seven months and lost my placement there and ended up living with a very dangerous drug dealer who would raid other drug dealers. I left that trailer, then I became homeless. I had used up my options of staying with my NA friends I couldn't and wouldn't stop using drugs and alcohol. So I ended up back on the streets, outside in the bushes by the river. I never had a campsite. I stayed high on meth, and I went to a pastor's house for three months while him and his wife cast demons out of me. <clears throat> they would manifest, yet not leave me. I think I got free. I felt free. But then I relapsed and started shooting up meth, and I became much worse than before. Still homeless, I just ran for my life while slowly killing myself. I didn't care until I was terrified all the time from using lots of meth. I overdosed on meth and died, and I was with God. He had me repent of everything I did that was wrong, and he showed me how sad he felt by me shooting meth, and it was such a sadness I could have died from it. I was in complete surrender to his will at the time. I didn't know if I was going to heaven or hell, but I wanted whatever he wanted to do. Then at the last second, I asked him for another chance to try again at life, and I was back. Even that couldn't keep me from using, though. I continued to use meth, trying not to use. I couldn't 
get more than a week of clean time before I'd relapse. I would throw away my drugs and come back later to get them. There was a chain on my neck called addiction. Then after spending the winter months outside, I tried to get help again and I went to Teen Challenge. The program was impossible for me at the time, so I left. Shortly after leaving, April Seat found me and put me in a hotel room where I relapsed while I was waiting to go to this place called Grace House. I got lots of healing. I learned how to interact with people. I learned that there are good people on earth, that God is the one who makes them good. Apart from him, we all suck. I stayed at Grace House for two years and I got two years clean. I overstayed my stay there, so I got kicked out and went to a mental health group home. I lasted four months before I started relapsing again because I was getting into an inappropriate relationship with a female staff member. I thought I got healed from homosexuality, so I relapsed, not wanting to be in my reality. That led me to losing my placement in the group home, and I was on the street again, but only for about a week. I, um, God had me in the palm of his hand. He set things up so that I could choose to go to Teen Challenge. It was my only good option, and I hate the life I have with drugs. Since being here at Teen Challenge, I no longer feel suicidal or want to die. God has healed me so that I can do the program. I can do chores. I can do yard work. I can work at the thrift store for a full day. I can do so many things I couldn't do before. He is going deeper this time to get the roots all the way out. He tilled my ground and removed the weeds, but there are still roots that he is removing from me to heal me completely for his good purposes. And I give all of myself to him. I used to be possessed by demons, and now I want God to possess me to do good things through me. I don't want to be in his way ever. If he wants to tell someone something, he uses me, and I let him. I pray for it to happen. I pray and give all of my life to, to Jesus and God, who I call Daddy. I, I just want to share that that was the first time that Miss Melody has ever shared her testimony. She just shared it with me last night and I couldn't resist. I had to have her share it. I'm just so proud and in awe of how far she's come. Yeah, love you. Reality is... The world is more divided than we ever imagined. Chaos abounds. Lawlessness and violence are now a normal part of life. Anxiety is at levels never seen. What was once a lie is now the truth, and what was once, once the truth is now a lie. But the truth is, with the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe Christians from all over the world are now more united than ever. Rest and peace are still available without measure in a relationship with Jesus. We have the number one self-help book, better known as the Bible, to lead us to all truth. And we put together a skit for you today called Reality Truth. Reality is, 
lying unconscious on your bathroom floor because life became so hopeless you tried to drink yourself to death. Reality is, believing in a distant, incapable, inadequate God and walking confidently in an adulterous and apathetic faith. Reality is finding your identity in a shifting shadow, people-pleasing, manipulating, and lying your way through life. How do I know this was reality? Because this was me. Reality is getting addicted to pills at age 17. Reality is choosing a temporary high over a family that loved you. Reality is thinking you had no purpose in life and you would never be happy without drugs. Reality is losing your soul to heroin addiction, a place where many go and don't come back. Reality is giving up everything just to get high one more time, not caring what the consequences will be. Reality is having the man who says he loves you physically and mentally abuse you until you're afraid of everybody and everything. Reality is arriving at treatment, thinking they too will see that you're not worth it and ask you to leave. Reality is just three short days after being shot at, going back to the same house to buy drugs because your addiction is stronger than your will to live. How do I know that's reality? That was my reality. But God. Amen. <laughs> Truth is that God has a plan for my life and a purpose, and he who started a good work in me will carry it through to completion. Truth is that my God is eternally faithful, wildly powerful, and capable of doing infinitely more than we can ask or think. Truth is that I am fully known and fully loved by a God who is closer to me than I am. The only one I live my life to please is him. And that's the truth. Truth is being only 19 and the Lord equipping me to help save others through Teen Challenge. Truth is, God never gave up on me and neither did my family. Truth is, I completed Teen Challenge and my senior year of high school and now I committed another year of my life to this program. The truth is, there's only a slim chance heroin addiction can be overcome, but with the power of Jesus Christ, I plan to raise that statistic. The truth is, yesterday's sins, today's transgressions, and tomorrow's disobedience have all been forgiven by the blood of Jesus on the cross. The truth is, life is hard. It's oftentimes not fair. In the book of truth, it says the Lord will never give us more than we can bear and always provide a route other than sin. The truth is, he has left us with an instruction manual and lit a path for our feet that leads straight to him. All we must do is believe. The truth is, in the book of truth, it says, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and that's the truth. Amen. Now that you know the truth to our realities, we challenge you today, as a church, what is the truth to yours? In the book of truth, John 8.32, it says, you shall know the truth, Ephesians 2, 8, and 10 says, Your salvation is not a reward for good behavior. It was a grace thing from start to finish. 
You had no hand in it. Even the gift to believe simply reflects his faith. If this could be accomplished through any action of yours, then there would be ground for boasting. You are en we are engineered by his design to be molded and manufactured in Christ. We are his workmanship, his poetry. We are fully fit to do good, equipped to give attractive evidence of his likeness in us in everything we do. And now we have Delori giving her testimony. Hi, my name is Delori. I was raised up on the Northern Cheyenne Reservation. I grew up in a loving, caring home with parents who loved the Lord. I have 11 siblings. We were one big, happy family until I lost my dad from cancer at the age of five. Soon after, my dad's children moved away. I was raised by a single mother who raised six boys, and I'm her only girl. At the end of my sophomore year, I ex experienced alcohol, started partying a little during the summer. Then I started my junior year of high school, which was the worst year of my life. Got the news that my oldest brother did not wake up from his sleep. That day, I became angry at God because he took away my only father figure I had. I started partying every weekend, which led me to being pregnant at the age of 17. Had my beautiful baby boy, Morgan, at the end of my junior year of high school. He is such a blessing. He filled that empty hole of losing my brother. After graduating high school, my son's father introduced me to meth. It didn't take long to become very addicted to it. My tolerance became very high, so I started shooting up for years, which caused me to almost losing my arm. I had a blood infection that started spreading in my arm. Finally, went into the ER, which led me into Billings ICU. They began surgery on my left arm. It took nine surgeries, four blood transfusions, a skin graft, and a lot of praying and crying out to God to save my arm. Stayed sober for about five months and ended up re relapsing. This time I lost everything. I threw away my marriage, no longer had a relationship with my son and my mother, did not, did not acknowledge God, witnessed my friend getting shot to death, friends getting sent to prison, the rest of my friends who I thought were my friends turned their back on me, became so lost that I became so lonesome for the Lord. On December 6, 2021, I walked into the doors of Adult and Teen Challenge. Once I decided to commit to my program, and or once I once I decided to commit to my program, God and God, He began to move into my life. Began to move in my life. My relationship has been restored with my son and mother. This is the most I've been in the Word of God. He has given me a whole new group of friends. who are now my sisters in Christ. We get to fellowship daily. In Jeremiah 29, 29 11, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I could now say that I, I am happy and have the joy of the Lord in me. In May, my son came to visit me, and he said, Mom, you don't cuss anymore. I said, Nope, I'm a changed woman. <laughs> When I complete, I plan on becoming intern. I'm blessed to have great leadership over me.
Great job. First Corinthians one twenty five says, It seems so foolish that God should die mankind, mankind's death on the cross. It seems so weak of God to suffer such an insult, yet their wisest schemes and most powerful display of genius cannot even begin to comprehend the, or compete with God in his weakest moment on the cross. You might as well admit it, my friends, it was not your academic qualifications or your good looks or social connections that influenced God to represent you in Christ. It is almost as if God deliberately handpicked the wacky of this world to embarrass the wise, the rejects to put the noble to shame, the ones with no pedigree of any prominence, the nobodies in society, attracted God's initiative to unveil his blueprint opinion in order to redefine mankind. Thus, he rendered any other social standard entirely irrelevant, redundant, and inappropriate. Every reason for someone's boasting in themselves dwindles into insignificance before God. Of God's doing we are in Christ. He is both the genesis and genius of our wisdom. A wisdom that reveals how righteous, sanctified, and redeemed we already are in him. He is our claim to fame. That's the mirror version. I love that version. And now we're going to play our sponsorship video. Hi, my name is Adam. My name is Jason. My name is Joseph. Oh, excuse me. Amanda. I was addicted to heroin and meth. Drug of choice was opiates in general. And then I masked that with severe alcohol. Addiction was like walking through hell. The darkest time in my life. It's very hard and it's lonely. Chaos everywhere, depression all the time, and anger 24 7. My whole family had abandoned me because of all the pain and suffering I caused. And I really had no drive or no hope or just no purpose of living. I viewed myself as um, a junkie. I saw myself as worthless. I saw myself as, um, I deserved to live under that bridge. The Adult Teen Challenge program for me was, was a place of peace, a place where I could finally find out who I was, who I was intended to be, and Honestly, God created me to be. The program was easy for me to be in, but it required change, and that was the hard part for me. It was difficult, but it was worth it. No pun intended, it's challenging. It's definitely a beautiful uh, process, but it's in no terms easy. The hardest year ever, but the best. I found who I was without, without drugs, without alcohol, without an eating disorder. I learned that I'm chosen, that I'm accepted. That I'm loved. God is a God of forgiveness, of mercy, of grace. I found freedom from the chains that I had borne my entire life. And I learned that my past does not define me. My identity now and forever is I'm a child of God. I look to His Word and the truth and not to the lies of the enemy. Honestly, it's all because of Jesus. Before, I was a dirtbag. <laughs> the trust that people have for me now. Um, nobody trusted me before I came to this program, and now I'm responsible for a, a campus. Um, 
men's lives. God has entrusted me with a lot, and um, 12 years ago that would not have been the case. Sponsorship was an anchor in this wild program. The sponsorship program is, is designed to help people get through the program that can't financially afford it. It helps students know that there is someone out there who cares about them and is praying for them. It was humbling, but it was also, I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why somebody who didn't know me would want to pray for me. It was amazing because I had burned a lot of bridges in my past, and that I didn't think anybody cared enough to pray for me or want me to do better. And having a sponsor, I saw that there were people that cared. I've seen guys who were on the brink of the edge, about to leave, and they received a letter from their sponsors, which gave them hope to stay another day. To any of those sponsors out there that are listening that may have sponsored me, I want to say thank you. I would like to say thank you to all my sponsors. They they all made a difference. There was days when when I wanted to give up and I wanted to quit. And I know it sounds cliche, but they sent that letter and they listened to God's voice and told me exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. That kept me kept me going, kept me focused on the bigger picture. And saying they help uh, give that hope to somebody that doesn't have hope. You make it possible for people like you. Thank you to all of our current sponsors. You guys keep this program up and operational, so we can't thank you enough. If you're considering on sponsoring a student, you can help change your life. Help save a life. Help change a life. Put hope within reach. So, those are stories from people that are around the Pacific Northwest region. But the truth is, is that I have 13 women that sit down here that are actually a part of this program. I'm gonna get real comfortable with you guys for a second because sometimes I feel like that's better. So we are a ministry and my flesh tells me to be concerned every single day, as I'm sure Pastor Jason's does too. Our doors don't open without people like you. But God says, Jamie, release. I've got you. This is not my program. It's not my building. And the truth is, these are not my women, though I care for them like I'm their mother. So the student sponsorship program is an opportunity to come alongside these women. And every time I talk about it, I feel like Sarah McLaughlin should be playing behind me. You know the one I'm talking about? But she doesn't. She never shows up. But what it does is it's $45 a month, and it allows these women to receive that note of encouragement that might keep them one week longer that will keep them, one month longer that will keep them through the entire program. There's not a day that goes by that I don't talk to one of these women and the enemy is pressing in. We know where he comes, the insecurity inside of our brain and inside of our head that each of you have too that says, you're not worthy, this is all a joke, they don't really care about you, this is all going to end, and you can't do this. But God. The student sponsorship program is an opportunity to come alongside of them and just care for them. So what we've done today is we've offered up, we have these bracelets that are made by the women. I'm holding one that says hope. The adult and teen challenge slogan is putting hope within reach. And when I say that, I don't say I promise this is going to work, or I promise that you're going to make it, or I promise that this is going to be easy. When I say those words, it says you have to reach. 
You have to play a part in this. I cannot try harder than you're going to try. Which means that every day you have to surrender at the altar like we talk about every day. And that goes for every single one in here too. We do have a building in Missoula and I need partners to come alongside of us. On October 13th at the Hilton Garden Inn we have a gala and ultimately what that's going to do is that's going to spread the message of what Adult and Teen Challenge is. I've decided to do things a little bit differently as my directorship has taken place. You see, in January, I came to Adult and Teen Challenge because I needed an, intern, um, an internship. I'm in grad school, I'm a wife, and I have two beautiful children. And I needed a place to do my practicum for my master's in social work. So I entered the doors of Adult and Teen Challenge that are usually locked, and for whatever that day, the door was open, and I walked right in. I was meant to be there. From that moment on, I became their counselor, their mental health therapist, and then as our director stepped down, the Lord, as he often does, continued to press in that this was my position to take, and I tried really hard to not take it, trust me. <laughs> not because I don't love them, but because I don't feel equipped or called, but we all know that God does not call the qualified, he qualifies the called. So if you are sitting in this house this morning and you are feeling a nudge or a tug, that is the spirit asking you to come alongside of us. You see, I wear a bracelet, two of them on my wrist, that say, rise up for her freedom. And for the longest time, I never really knew why I wore those until I got to meet these women. It's my job, as well as your job, to rise up for these women and to come alongside of them so that they know that their past no longer defines them and that the Lord that loves us loves them just as much. Amen. So this is Adult and Teen Challenge. We are an all-inclusive, fully encompassed program the women get therapeutic services. They also attend individual sessions. They also get vocational training. We have a thrift store in Missoula where they get to learn how to go back to work, resume building skills. Along that, we get to do hope outreach where they get to go into the community and just spread hope, serving people such as yourself and the, the undervalued in the community. And we know that that is here as well as it is, is in, in Missoula. So we are Adult and Teen Challenge. We're going to be here this afternoon. We have a table in the back. If you decide to sign up as a sponsor, you're going to get one of these bracelets made by one of our women. If you decide that sponsorship today isn't for you, we do understand. There's other ways that you can get involved. We have rooms that I'd love to remake, carpet that needs to be pulled, a deck that needs to be fixed, all of the things, but I know God will make that happen. So I just thank you, Pastor Jason and your church, for allowing us to come in. We truly could not do this without churches like you. We are Adult and Teen Challenge, and we'll be here this afternoon. What do you guys think? Yeah. Trying to tell me God can't do amazing things? Not if you were here this morning listening to these stories. These are powerful stories, but we all have different stories, don't we? Maybe they're not as intense as this, but if you're here today and you have a relationship with the Lord, you know. You know what He can do in your life. And we need to position ourselves so we can help others know what they... Some people just need to be invited to church. That's all that it takes is just a simple, hey, come to church with me. I'll meet you at the door. You can sit by me. And others need a little bit more than that. They need to 
to take a break. They need to be removed from their current situation. They need a place to go in order to get close to the Lord. And this is just one of those programs where, gosh, it takes money. I'll be flat out honest with you. It takes money. It takes, it takes cooperation. It takes the community of God, the church, to come alongside and to offer up 45 bucks a month. I mean, gosh, we, we, uh, we waste 45 bucks a month on so much dumb stuff. $45 a month can change a life. God is in the business of changing lives. He is in the business of saying, hey, hey, why don't you come alongside me and commit to give to this program and watch what I do in your life. Watch what I do in your finances. Simply because you have committed to a God-ordained program to help others. So I'm going to ask you guys two, two things that we're really good at here at, at this church that I've noticed. Well, besides potlucks, right? Because we're really good at those. But two things that are, we are really good at is encouragement. So I'm going to ask you guys, um, before you leave here today, grab at least one of these ladies and give them an encouraging word. Give them a word from the Lord. They're, they need that. See, when, when, I, when I pray... Don't let anybody leave here the same way that they came in. That's part of it. I don't want any one of these ladies to walk out of here the same way that they walked in. I want them to walk out of here so full of the Holy Spirit, so full of encouragement. And we can do that. And we are so good at that at this church. So, so do it. If you've never done anything like that before, get over yourself. Just walk up and say, man, I don't know you. My name is. What's your name? I want to encourage you in this. You got this. God loves you. Whatever you want to say. And then commit to pray for that person. Just get their first name. God can sort all that out. But I want each one of these ladies to be covered by prayer from somebody in this church. See, that's what we're really good at. The second thing that I, that I have noticed that we're really good at is giving. This is an incredibly generous church. So you can sign up the month to month. Please do that. But we also want to take a love offering. If, if I can get an usher just to grab a basket and we'll stick it on that square table in the back um, on your way out, throw something in there. Um, man, we are so good at this. Um, I love that our church doesn't get hung up with finances. We know who owns the finances. So we're willing to give that. I'll guarantee you this. It's going to an amazing place. You know, sometimes it's questionable where we give our money. And we've got to be wise about that. Um, this is a solid place. We have given a lot of money to this campus since I've been here. Um, and I want to continue in that. Amen? I want to talk to you ladies real quick, if that's okay. So the reality is, is all of, and this, this applies to all of us. All of us can fall into things, right? Things that are ungodly. And we get to a point where we understand that those things aren't the best for us. They're not healthy for us. We need to get rid of those things out of our lives. And for so many addiction-type programs, it's all about getting away from that addiction. And once we go and take the steps to get away from that addiction, what happens is because we don't have that addiction in our life anymore, it creates a vacuum. And because of that vacuum is there, Something wants to rush into that vacuum. 
That's why a lot of people who go through addiction treatment fall back into addiction. Because a vacuum exists. you got to let Jesus Christ into that vacuum. He's the only one that can truly fill that vacuum. So the biggest component of, of addiction, addictive behavior, anything, I'm talking to all you guys, when we step away from something, we have to be stepping toward Jesus or it's going to fail and you're going to fall back into it. Amen. I just want to encourage each one of you. It can be scary sometimes. Sometimes you don't know how much. Okay, how much can God really love me? How crazy with God do I actually need to get? God loves you more than you can ever know, and you need to get as crazy about God as you can. Let God in. Let him rush in. When you get those thoughts, take them captive and put them in front of the Lord. All of those things. Love on each other. You are a family. Love on each other and encourage each other. Some of you guys are here two weeks. Some of you a lot longer. Grab onto it. Love on each other. We are the family of God. And let me tell you this, ladies. We're your biggest fans. We're rooting you guys on. We are rooting you guys on. And anytime any of you guys want to come and visit for a Sunday or for a year or for whatever, you are always welcome in this church. Okay? Jen, come on up. We're going to, she texted me, Jen texted me. She said, oh, I got to do these two songs again. I just got to do them. I'm like, oh, you got to do them. So we're going we're gonna to close with some, some worship. Um, as we are worshiping, man, if you got a word for one of these ladies, come up and pray with them. I would love for these ladies to get surrounded with prayer during this time of worship. When the worship is over, give them words of encouragement. Talk to them. Get to know them. Grab those commitment cards. Throw money in the bucket back there. Do all of those things. But let's cover this program in prayer. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, what an amazing day. Such amazing things that you do in our lives. And Lord God, we have all sorts of different backgrounds. We have strayed from you in in, in different distances. But Lord God, if we're apart from you, it's all the same. It's your heart breaking because one of your sons or daughters is apart from you. So Lord God, as you beckon us back, as you call us back, let us not cautiously come to you, but let us boldly run to you, Jesus. Jesus, I pray a blessing on each one of these ladies here today. I pray that you continue to fill them up. Lord, I definitely pray that they don't walk out of this building the same way that they walked in. Lord God, let them receive the encouragement that they need and let us bathe them in the prayers that will help them to stand strong. Lord, you have just blessed us with an introduction to these ladies who are going to change this world. They're going to change their communities. They're going to change their families. And it's all because of the grace and mercy that we found at the cross. Jesus, we love you, we trust you, and we glorify you this morning. And in your name, Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Amen. If you're making a check, make it, hey, who who do we make checks out to? Just Adult and Teen Challenge? M-O-W in the memo. Mo, it's for mowing their yard. Uh, not really. Adult and Teen Challenge, M-O-W, Missoula. Okay. Just so, and if you give online, just designate it, and then we will send them one big check.
And if you give cash, it's even better. Amen? Amen. 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 We know who he is. Plain and simple. I got a, a brother here. He wants to share a word with you guys. And he, he approached me the appropriate way. And I believe this is for you guys. I have been where you are. I've got to go through it again. I went and reacted back to an old familiar way. But you know, the Lord will speak through whoever he can get to speak to those he loves. It must have seemed like a horrifying journey when you first get there. I can relate. And to walk through that without God in your heart and trusting him can be a terrifying, terrible journey. But you know, when we trust the Lord and we really, we have to face fear, but we don't have to participate in fear. And God would say to you, young women with great futures coming in his hand and his mighty power, that the journey you have gone through at this point in time, some of you already know it, but God says that which seems horrifying, if you will trust me and you will practice my way, it is a journey of romance. It's a journey of romance. It's both the mother and father of God in his heart for you. That when you receive it, you will give it. Them old tools that were in your hands that you used to help self-destruct and help others do the same, he is remolding and making it mighty and powerful in your lives. You'll be able to reach people and it will strengthen you beyond your understanding. And it's the Spirit of God. And blessed are all of you that are here. Trust in the Lord and watch your thinking. Wash your mind with the Word of God. I'm talking to myself at the same time because I'm needing help. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Encourage these ladies. And you guys are dismissed. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com. And we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.